Peace Stars, welcome to another episode of the Dianix Podcast. We're gonna audio tip. So, you know, I've been kinda of doing like a weekly recap with this um this new audio podcast thing that I've been doing. Like I said, this is not new for people that have been following me because I, I started off with the audio podcast, right? But you know, with this new uh, format that I'm doing here, man, I, I might as well just keep it like a weekly recap, man. So there are a couple things that I that I've done. I've done, done a couple YouTube videos in between time. So I'll discuss that a little bit. But most importantly, we gotta talk about these games, man. So so I guess I'll be—I'll just do that. I'll just recap, um, you know, the week at hand since the last podcast. Uh, we played—I uh, believe it was Miami, um, Miami Heat. We played them back to back, two hard um, losses, you know. But uh, you know, this week we got three wins, man. So there's a lot of good basketball, a lot of good vibes to talk about. So let's just get into it, man. Dianix Podcast audio version. Let's get busy. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Please go to manscaped.com and put in promo code DIEHARD20 for 20% off and free shipping. Now, when you hear an ad, you always wonder if the guy is actually using the product. And I got to tell you, man, I'm, a, I'm a, a man of a certain age, so I got hair missing in certain places, and I got hair all of a sudden growing out of new places. So this Manscaped razor, man, has been like a godsend because it's probably like the softest razor that I've ever had and, the, and like the most like usable razor I've ever had because, I mean, you could use it in the shower uh, for, for whatever um, means that I need it for. It just, it, it seemed like the hair just fell off. You know, I know it's being cut, but it, but you don't really feel it. You know, so that that's amazing, man. So for that comfort alone, that's that's worth the um, the purchase. Also, um, they have other things like ball deodorant and, um, you know, a ball toner. Stuff that I, that I would have never thought to use. But, you know, instead of using powders and stuff like that, the ball toner is great because it helps with chafing and stuff like that. Also, the ball deodorant, if, uh, if you happen to play sports or you happen to work long days, the ball deodorant does come in handy, man, to give you a little bit of extra, uh, you know, confidence when um, when you're out there, man. So, you know, try Manscaped. Once again, go to manscaped.com, put in promo code DIEHARD20, get 20% off for free shipping, and um, you can be like the kid, man. <laughs> All right, peace. Yeah, guys, welcome to the show. I got to start off with my chastising my guys. You know how I do, man. I got to let you guys have it. Um, you know, there's, you know, every time, every week, it would go week to week, you know, the temperature of the Knicks fan base goes up and down. Um, you know, we lost against Miami, had a couple bad losses, you know, not bad losses, man, because that Miami, um, those, those two Miami games were great games, man. But we were on a little losing streak at the time, but now we're on a three game winning streak. So if you go to Twitter, just listen to people's conversations on the train, just in passing. Just now, I just came from a, from a doctor's appointment for my kids, and I heard guys um, talking about the, um, the Knicks. You know, somebody, some guy standing on the outside of the office just talking about how, how good Julius Randle is and stuff like that. It's amazing how just a few, just like, first of all, a few months, because we wanted to get rid of Randle, but now transform into, like, week to week, the temperature just changes, you know? But it, it's, just, it's just cool to see, man. But, you know, positive stuff right now. We're on a three-game winning streak, man. We, we beat um, Washington, we beat Houston, and then we just beat the Hawks. So, of course, you know, we got non-believers. Uh, you know, we beat, like, a Washington team that's depleted. They didn't have um, Bradley Beal. You know, but if you watch the game, whatever Bradley Beal was going to give them wasn't going to do anything because Bradley Beal is just really just a shooter, you know? So, I mean, I'm not afraid of Donovan Mitchell. We locked down Donovan Mitchell twice. We tend to handle certain guys, you know. Uh, you know, even Zach Levine. Zach Levine is a guy that's averaging. I had to look that up. He's averaging like like um, 28 points or 29 points. He's like like third in the NBA in um, scoring. You know, so excuse me, <laughs> sorry guys. But I mean, like he's like third in the league in scoring, and we was able to keep him down. You know, to to like 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 normal pedestrian numbers. 
Um, you know, this this goes down to everything. They they had Westbrook. Westbrook was able to get his typical Westbrook line, but um, we we was the the main thing is was we was able to lock down the guys we were supposed to, um, throughout the um thing. So I don't think that that Bradley Beal would have did anything, you know, special to make them make you know make them you know to instill the will on the game to make uh you know Washington beat us, because of the manner in which we were playing. Uh, you know, just keep keep it moving. Um, Houston was was um was also experiencing a lot of injuries. They didn't have Christian Wood. Uh, they didn't have uh, you know, a couple other guys, you know, with that. But but again, to me, uh, getting Christian Wood that wasn't gonna stop them from um from or add anything to what they were doing, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, Houston had a couple runs where they surprised us a little bit, but then they gave up. They were a team that gave up, and then you know, it was disgusting watching it because it, it reminds me of the early two thousand Knicks. Excuse me, the Isaiah Thomas um Knicks. Where we had talent, but guys routinely night after night just gave up, you know. And then you you can listen to Q Rich and some of these guys the way they talk about their era. They kind of joke about it now, but it wasn't really funny, you know. But they they really you know knew that they they had no chance to winning it during those times, man. So that's exactly what Houston's going through right now. They've been making all these different trades. They had guys that they put there specifically to work with Harden and stuff like that. They they traded their center away, you know. Even now they got Cousins. They're not even playing Cousins. You know, Cousins gave us a little bit of fits, but um, they didn't go to him enough. I felt like their offense, it felt like they were just doing anything. They were just kind of just running whatever. And, um, you know, the Knicks took advantage of them. Knicks are just a, a professional team. Uh, shout out to um, the Hawks. So, um, Hawks, um, the Hawks were full. You know, they they, um, they, they didn't have any major injuries, uh, you know, outside of um, uh, some of their shooting guards and stuff like that. But they, they have, like, too much uh, depth. You know, because they got Herter, Herter played it, played, excuse me. So if um if they would have had Bog, excuse me, Bogdan, whatever his name is, and some of these other guys, um would that have made a difference really? You know, they just add another shooter because they, they had other guys. Um, uh, I forgot this guy. He's like a, I think he's like a rookie, like an older rookie. He was giving us um a little bit of a little bit of fits. But you add Bog, put take him out and put Bogdan in there. What what would have been the difference, you know? The difference would have been just the the manner in which the um, um the Knicks played, and, and I don't think it would have changed anything, you know. So the the Knicks um uh, spanked the Hawks really, you know. The Hawks play that sucker style of basketball that I've always been talking about. They just um you know uh Trey Young. I don't want to hear anything else about Trey Young. You know his style of play. He plays like like we're playing 2K. You know, uh, playing within the rules of the game to try to cheat the rules to try to win. You know that that's 2K stuff, man. That's how he plays. A lot of times he he'll play against a defense and then he'll just run into you, not even trying to go to the basket. He'll run across your arms just to get the referees to give him a call. You know that's all sucker style of basketball. And if that doesn't work, you know if if he if he doesn't if he if he has a shot he won't do that. You know he'll come in. He missed a lot of floaters on um, this game, but he missed the floaters because the Knicks were playing such great defense that um that it it made him uncomfortable. So he couldn't um find comfort in the shots that, that that he normally had to take. It was in his mind that he had to draw fouls in order to score. You know because that's how the offense runs for the Atlanta, for the Atlanta Hawks. So we're doing things to teams to make them play different. So that's something that they can't be. You know um you know we, we just can't like um you know displace that you know or just like. You know, discard it. We can't discard those those um those um thoughts, man. Because the Knicks are definitely are a good team, man. Atlanta, you know, they they tried their best to um to stop us. Their defense was was active, you know. But um the Knicks were just too much for them, man. And you know, you want to talk about talent? Atlanta, Atlanta has a lot of talent, man. You know, Gallo coming off the bench. 
you know, they have a good starting five as well. You know, they, they, they're they talking about trading, um, uh, what's the guy's name, John Thomas or whatever his name is. They, they, they're they talking about trading him, you know, to try to, uh, you know, loosen up some of the, um, the glut that they have. You know, uh, so it's, it's just weird. You know, they, they got a guy that's leading the league in rebounding. So, I mean, they have a lot of good players on their team. So, the Knicks handled them. You know, uh, Julius Randle, he dropped 44 points, but it wasn't like um, Julius Randle had to drop 44 points in order for us to beat them. It wasn't those type of nights. Just Julius Randle was just tearing them up because they couldn't do nothing with him. You know, and um, they were like, they were like not daring him to shoot, but, you know, they were, you know, Julius Randle was just taking whatever they gave him. And he was just like acting like the all-star that, that he really should be, man. So it'll be a shame if he doesn't get his accolades for that, man. But it was, it was a great week, you know, for, for, for um, Knicks basketball. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a daily, you know, weekly challenge for you guys. Uh, you know, you got, you got to stick with this team. This team is for real. It's not about, you know, building up trade value for certain guys. It's not about waiting to see if, if, um, if this team is going to, um, going to continue this. I'm not going to do, you know, yo, you got to get behind this team. I put up a stat, um, uh, the other day on Instagram, on Instagram, we, we put up, um, we're, we're the fifth right now with our, with our winning percentages. I'm not sure. Let me see what our winning percentage is right now. All right, I can't I can't see the winning percentages, but I mean we're just below 500. We're one game below 500. So you want to say we like, you know, 490 something or maybe 480 something. That you know that 480 something whatever. I think it puts us either in the fourth, but definitely in the fifth. But it might actually put us in the fourth best record in the last 20 years. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So there's only 15 more 15 years that um that that we had of just futility. So right now we're like one game below 500, and we're literally fourth or fifth, definitely fifth, but either fourth or fifth, um, best record in the last 20 years. So if this is not like grounds to celebrate and to be happy, and and whatever, I don't know what is, man. So you guys really got to get off it, man. We we're on a wave right now, beautiful freaking wave, and um, you know, you know, I don't want to spend this wave like wait, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to 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 crown these guys. Or, you know, we, we still need to trade um, Julius Randle to get some draft picks. Yo, man, this is not that this is not that year. You know, Tom Thibodeau's here. We got a couple of good players or whatever. We should be thinking about how are we going to get, how are we going to get somebody to help this crew this year. You know, that's another story for, for another segment. So we're going to do that, man. We're going to cut to the next segment and talk about how we can improve this um, roster going forward. All right, peace. Have you ever tried CBD? CBD is almost like smoking weed, except you don't get high. So what are the benefits of that? The benefits of that is the medicinal purposes that people smoke weed for. So the, um, the, the thing that makes you high is THC. THC inebriates you sometimes, man. It puts you in a state where you can be calm and relax, maybe go to sleep and stuff like that. But a lot of people don't realize that the THC is not the, um, the, the main ingredient that's giving you those properties. It's just the euphoric effect behind it. Now, CBD takes out the euphoric effect, you know, and then, but it still gives you every single uh, benefit medicinally, you know, which is like sleeping, anxiety, all the different things of that nature, man. So I challenge you guys to look up stuff about CBD to educate yourself on it, whether or not it's something that you could use. And if you do do that, please go to nativehempcompany.com. Go to nativehempcompany.com and put in promo code DIEHARD and you can um, get a little discount uh, to uh, try out some of their products. Now, the THC in, the, in these products are still about 0.3%, so you have to be careful if you get tested at, at your job or anything like that. You know, so um, the oils itself, they, they claim to be free, 
THC free so you could try the oils if, if you're worried about that but if that doesn't bother you it's just the simple fact that it doesn't have the THC to the point where you're gonna get inebriated some people just want to get just want to relax without getting high because you got kids you know so I, I totally believe that man so if you're interested in CBD please try native hemp company and use promo code diehard to get a discount all right thanks Hey guys, we're back. So how do we get better, man? You know, I, I love everything that's happening right now. That rose tray is so underrated. Um, it was underrated at first, but now everyone sees the benefits of it, man. Last night, rolled the best part of the whole game against Atlanta was um, the going was getting kind of tough at the end. But um, Rose, um, you know, pulled the guys together, you know, called everybody together in a huddle, said whatever he had to say. Everybody was listening to him, you know, or whatever. It's not just necessarily listening to him. It's just the troops were rallying, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 there was something going on out there. He was just trying to get everybody on the same page. And everybody was on the same page. And that's exactly what, what um, what's so incredible about getting a player like Derrick Rose. So now we have to be, be very careful now on how, what we do next because we definitely don't want to mess up the future we don't want to put on a whole bunch of salary onto onto our, our books that's going to affect next year you know um so and also picks we don't want to keep giving away picks so we, we we gave away a second round pick that was like in passing we, a lot of us didn't even realize we had that second round pick so we traded De dennis smith jr that wasn't in our plans uh and a second round pick that we didn't even know we had for for Derek rolls and the benefits is exponential man you know what I'm saying so we need to do a move very similar to get a player that's um that's gonna um, add to our leadership you know someone that's that's gonna be smart that, that we don't need like weeks and weeks for for to, to you know to gel because that's what people were, 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 were confused about too because like, like yo the season only got this amount of months left so we're gonna have to have to wait to these guys to gel see that's 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 the PTSD that I always talk about on the show fans don't don't they forget all about what real basketball is real basketball players don't need all that stuff man it's not about that that rose um knows uh, Tom Thibodeau system um playing uh organized basketball they all run the same plays man it's not that serious you know you don't need to get like a um a uh practice in nowadays a guy everybody's running the same stuff so you just kind of run through it you know and whatever and you're good you should be good to go man it's about like knowing your tendencies of your of your teammates that's different you know but and you know just being successful on the basketball court you don't need that much time to go through all that you know, so I'm I'm just saying all that just to paint the picture that we definitely try got to try to figure out how we can get this team better. So I mean, the glaring holes right now, um, you know, would be swingman man because RJ is under a lot of pressure to be that number two guy. You know, he did a great job. You know, not great job. He did a decent job in Atlanta. Made a couple mistakes, but I don't care about his mistakes. You know, RJ, whether or not he's shooting the ball well or not, he's still actually plus when it comes to defense, when it comes to pushing the ball, rebounding, that type of thing. Just staying in the game and engaged where well, you have to defend RJ. You know, you have to be active out there, whatever. So he does that, you know. So no matter if, if he's going to be dropping 20 and all this other stuff, with the expectations that people have on him, he's still a plus player when he's out there. But he needs help. So, I mean, Reggie Bullock, you know, right now Reggie Bullock's becoming a sniper. You know, uh, we, we've been talking about getting like JJ Redick and stuff like that later with that because, um, um, excuse me, JJ Redick doesn't play defense like uh, Reggie Bullock. You know, so Reggie Bullock is definitely an asset to have on his team. Um, he works in the starting five, um, currently constructed. But I'm just thinking, how do we get better? So I'm I'm, I'm singling out Reggie Bullock. You know, just for this um, simple fact that can we get a player that's um, that's better than him? You know, somebody that not only could just um, be a sniper. 
you know, and whatever, and do the, you know, you know, Reggie Bullock does a good job of getting to the paint, sealing off, and maybe getting a, a floater, because that's, that's the way of the NBA, everybody's doing the same freaking move, but Reggie Bullock could do that, but there's a lot of times in games where if Reggie Bullock can't get that shot off, and if they're, if they're locking him up where he can't get into the lane to do certain things, filling, filling gaps, then he's, um, you know, just a non-factor, so we need to get a player in there that's going to be, um, you know, take us to the next level, it doesn't necessarily have to be so much better than Reggie Bullock, just like um, Derrick Rose, is Derrick Mo? Just give me Derrick Rose so much better than DSJ? We're talking about talent-wise. No, the difference is the, the um the mental game, the leadership, you know, uh, the decisiveness, you know, knowing when to just bang. You know, De Dennis Smith Jr. still hasn't gotten that that um that theory that that concept yet. You know, of 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 being decisive out there. Derrick Rose is definitely doing everything that we need him to do. Bam, decisive, He's making moves. You know, constantly. Um, going hard and he's playing hard defense too which is great you know dsj was doing that too a little bit but just the decisiveness on the offense you know he just was not doing that he wasn't making anybody better you know it was really just about how can he get better you know so we need to find that in in another player so like i said small four who was out there so we, we've talked about it on some of these other podcasts that i did on youtube so please follow me on youtube for further discussions and stuff but um some of the guys mentioned um you know Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is old money. He's old like X amount of money throughout the next few years, and he he makes a decent change too. He makes a little bit more than Julius Randle, so that's uh, something to take into uh, into account. Uh, a lot of people are mentioning Trevor Ariza. I bet you people don't even know what team Trevor Ariza is on right now. You know, so somebody like Trevor Ariza will be great. Somebody with experience. Somebody that's gonna that's not gonna be um you know cost so much. Somebody that's gonna be uh, be able to defend someone's going to be able to score and not not just in the way that Reggie Bullock does somebody that's going to be an active um, scorer w within the offense somebody that's that could do a little bit more than what Reggie Bullock is doing and that's exactly what somebody of the caliber of of Trevor Reza would do so I mean like I, I keep bring, bringing up um, Oladipo you know that's another guy that makes a little bit more money than than you would like to, to spend but very similar to Harrison Barnes so if you want Harrison Barnes you know Victor Oladipo makes about almost about the same amount of money so you're talking about the same thing except Oladipo is going to be like a one-year rental you know uh speaking of uh, one-year rentals uh what's the other player I believe it's Terrence Ross Terrence Ross is on Orlando that's the, these these are the there's not many players that you can look at in the league that these teams don't really need I mean that I mean that that, that they can't really give up you know so it's not we're not we're not going to trade and give our garbage to a team that actually needs that player so, I mean, a team like Orlando, they're, they're looking to build. They need young guys or whatever. So, snatching a Terrence Ross from them wouldn't really cost so much for us. You know, you might actually have to give, a, maybe I don't know about a first round, but maybe another second round. We're definitely going to have to give up somebody like Kevin Knox. They probably would do that. You know, but um, Terrence Ross, if I'm not mistaken, he makes similar money to to um, all these guys, like um, like, a, like a Julius Randle, like, like 19, you know, somewhere around there, 15, 19, 18, something like that. I'm not exactly sure how much money he makes. But he's another guy that's dangling. But I think that he makes money. I think his contract goes past this season, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, these are different ways that we can uh, upgrade the swingman position. Swingman, which means small forward or shooting guard. Guys that could be interchangeable. So, I get it. Terrence Ross would definitely be a guy that's going to be an upgrade over Reggie Bullock. Because, um, you know, Terrence Ross, he can still jump. He gets to the basket. He could bang it on cats, and um, he's a good, not not so good, but he's a decent three-point shooter. Always uh, up in the up in the 30s. You know, I'm not I'm not exactly sure if he's so much over 40, but but he's definitely in the in the you know the 30s. Decent three-point shooter. 
So, you know, but, you know, he, the, his ability to run the floor and get to the basket and finish above people, you know, is something that will be a slight upgrade to what we're trying to do. And um, it also will slide RJ into the small forward where he's definitely more comfortable because he's a strong power kind of player. So that definitely will help the Knicks out a lot. But um, that's just the swingman spot. Another big thing is the center's position. Everybody's talking about that. So um, uh, the big man on, on everybody's mouth is, um, uh, <laughs> pause, is uh, Drummond. You know, Andre Drummond. He's a one-year rental as well. He makes $28 million for this season. Uh, but the kicker with that is the Knicks have uh, $14 million in the stash still. So we can use that and send that to Cleveland to get that ball rolling to bring him here. If, if there was something that we can do. Because I'm quite sure if we threw uh, a one first-round draft pick, have that cap space plus a Kevin Knox or something like that, because um, when it comes down to it, we only have to give $9 million away. So put that in a pot together, and that's that's a path for us to get drumming. So, I mean, that's something that we can do, but I know a lot of people don't want to give up quote-unquote assets. Same thing like DSJ. Kevin Knox is not doing nothing for us, sitting on the bench, you know, and he's just waiting for next year for his turn. You know, uh, DSJ, same thing. He's not doing nothing for us. He's just sitting on the bench waiting his turn. So if we can make something out of Kevin Knox to bring in a caliber of player like Drummond, you know, then you can actually do that because you're talking about somebody that's um, better than, than, um, than um, you know, Mitchell Robinson. You know, but you still keep Mitchell Robinson. You get what I'm saying? And I know we got Todd Gibson and we got Noah, but we can keep those guys in, in, um, in such a way that, like, if we get into a playoff, um, um, you know, uh, series against another team, especially like against Philly or against um, you know Giannis and those guys, then we could throw extra big man at Giannis and her, and really try to instill our will on them and put some power and some pain on that guy to make him think. Because we're always gonna have a fresh body to throw on these big guys, man. So that's gonna be very you know vital for us for us going forward. So I mean, you you could throw Taj in there for for oh, five ten minutes. You know, just to just to mess things up in the in the game. You could throw um, Noah out there, maybe at power forward to spell Julius Randle, or maybe if Obi Toppin don't got it going. You got guys that you can go to. You know what I'm saying? So that gives us that that balance too. So that that's um that's great too. A lot a lot of people were, were mentioning um I forgot the guy's name Desmond. He was, he used to be on Atlanta. I think Atlanta got rid of him. He went to Sacramento. I think Sacramento got rid of him. So he's like a a center that's capable of starting in the NBA. That's just not you know, assigned to any team right at this moment, if, if I'm not mistaken. But looking at him, he's basically uh, Mitchell Robinson. So we already had Mitchell Robinson. Why do we need another Mitchell Robinson? You know, because um, he's not so much better than, than Noah. So getting a player like that doesn't make us better. We have to get a player that's going to be better than the ones we have to improve what we're doing, not get somebody just to have him in the stats just in case something was to happen. That's not the mentality. Because in that case, I'd rather just not have anybody. Because we, we got Obi, like I said, we got Noah and Taj. I'd rather just run with those guys than bring another guy like Desmond over. He's not really better than any of those guys. You know, so you know, you're not going to say, oh, I'm going to play De you know, Desmond, whatever, how you say his name, over the guys we already have. Because we don't want to do that. He's just going to be a guy sitting on the bench doing nothing until we need him. So that's not, to me, that's something that I don't want to do. So the mentality for me, if you're going to get better, we definitely have to get somebody that's better than what we have without giving up a whole bunch of stuff, man. So that, that you know, that's that's my thoughts on drumming. Because, I mean, like I said, we're just going to give cap space, probably Kevin Knox and maybe uh, another player, to, uh, which will probably be Austin Rivers or something like that, who is on a non-guaranteed contract. Because uh, um, somebody like Cleveland could take on Knox, wave um, Rivers, and then take the cap space because they're going to need that next year. So that, you know, and plus, you know, you, you got to send a first round draft pick over there because Drummond is an all-star. 
you know, you know, you know, always leading the um, the NBA in rebounds and double doubles and things of that nature. So we got to give that first round draft pick out of out of respect. It doesn't have to be uh, one for this year. It could be something for 2023. You know, one of one of the extra ones that we have. Maybe give them um, Dallas's pick, or maybe just give them our 23rd. You know, to, um, excuse me, to, um, 2023 draft pick. So it is what it is, man. We just have to, in my opinion, we have to think in that way. How can we get a player that's better than a player that we already have? You know, that that's that's definitely going to bolster the roster. You know, so let's um let's go on to the next segment. So we are in the outro, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for guys for tuning in to another audio podcast. It gave you a recap of the whole week of what, what was going on with the Knicks with the winning streak. And also added a little bit of um like almost like a, a cliff notes of what, what I was saying on YouTube, man. So please don't forget out forget to go out there and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can see whatever I do on there. A lot of visual stuff, putting up stats on the on the windows so you guys can see. And also coming in with all different kinds of guests and stuff like that. So please subscribe to the Die Hard Knicks YouTube channel and get all that content there, man. So anyway. Thanks for tuning in to the audio podcast. Um, I'm going to keep doing it like this, guys, man. I'm, I enjoy it, you know, so if, if I if I enjoy it, I know you guys are going to enjoy it too, man. So as I do on the podcast, put four fingers to the forehead, tuck in your thumb, salute, and I'll see you guys on the next one, man. Thanks for your support, and just keep on doing it, man. I'm going to keep on pumping this content. All right, peace.